Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The lost fathers and the forsaken children, and let them come quickly. For a voice of crying is heard out of Zion. For we are greatly confused. For death has come into our ghettos to cut off the young men and women from the streets of Philadelphia, New York, L.A., Georgia, Ohio, Florida, Mississippi, and throughout America, South America, the Caribbean islands, Africa, Asia, and all over the world. So return unto me, thus saith Yah, and I will return unto you, O my people. Welcome, listeners, to Time for an Awakening on Black Talk Radio Network, new media for the new 
millennia. This is a history and current events program from a cultural perspective. We find this program necessary because Hosea 4, 6 states, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. But we as a people can turn this around. Proverbs 4, 7 states, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all that getting, get an understanding again. Welcome to the program this evening with your host, Brother Elliot and Brother Reggie. The number to reach us this evening to join the conversation is 215-253-7263. That's 215-253-7263. The listen-only line, if you don't have computer access, access to a smartphone, iPad, tablet, desktop, or any other device, is 605-562-3140. That's 605-562-3140. And that access code is 958590 and the pound sign. Again, that access code is 958590 and pound. And again tonight, we'll be taking calls from that conference line. If you choose to participate, just hit star 61 from the conference line. And uh, we'll be able to take your call, and you can join in on the conversation. That's star 6-1 from the conference line. We're streaming live at several locations. You can go to uh, www.timeforanawakening.com. That's timeforanawakening.com. And here the program streaming live. You can also go to the Facebook page. That's uh, Time for Awakening Radio Program. And Facebook and listen to the program live from there. You can go to blacktalkradionetwork.com forward slash time for an awakening and hear the program live from there. And if you have the TuneIn app, TuneIn is a free app. So on any, any of your devices, even your smartphone, you can download the TuneIn app and in the search engine, just type in time for an awakening and you'll see the icon and listen to the program streaming live from TuneIn. And you can listen to it even in your car. Drop us an email at time for an awakening at gmail.com. That's time for an awakening at gmail.com. Again, time for awakening has a fan page on Facebook. And that Facebook search engine, just type in time for an awakening radio program. There you always see interesting content being posted daily by Brother Reg. And before you leave that page, just hit that like button. That's time for an awakening radio program with the fan page on Facebook. And Time for Awakening Media has also been launched. In your address bar, just type in timeforanawakening.com. That's timeforanawakening.com, and that'll take you straight to Time for an Awakening Media. There you'll see more interesting content and uh, podcasts, uh, blogs, and uh, podcasts of the program that you can download and at later times uh, listen and even share with your friends from the site. So make that one of your favorites. Put that in your address bar. That's timeforanawakening.com. That'll take you straight to Time for an Awakening Media. Tonight, no guest schedule. We're in open forum. I know it's a lot of things on the callers' minds, uh, especially after what happened Tuesday. Things you want to talk about, uh, the phones uh, will be open. And we can get things started after we come back. From a brief word from our sponsors. Mr. Moderator, our distinguished guests, 
brothers and sisters, our friends and, and our enemies. Everybody is here. You are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. All Insurance Incorporated, an African-American-owned and operated insurance agency and business for over 20 years, located at 231 Southeastern Road in Glenside, PA, with other offices in Germantown and West Philadelphia. Call now for commercial insurance quotes, homeowner's insurance quotes, automobile insurance quotes, notary and tax services, representing over 15 major A-rated insurance companies, offering a discount on all notary services when you call in for a free quote. Call this number, 21 21- 215-885-2444. That number is 215-885-2444. 215-885-2444. All Insurance Incorporated. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Dooley Brothers, specializing in shingle, rubber roofs, gutters, downspouts, and vinyl sidings. Call for your free estimate today, 215-224-3882. That's 215-224-3882. Dooley Brothers Roofing, the roofing experts you can trust. That number again, 215-224-3882. 215-224-3882. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley antiquity to the present our people need to develop a new paradigm it's time for an awakening sundays 7 p.m with your hosts elliot and reggie welcome back to time for an awakening and uh before we get started with any subject matter this evening i just want to mention to you again about the state of the black world conference four which will be happening in newark new jersey november 16th to the 20th 2016, you can register and get more information about the conference. Just go to www.letsbuyblack365.com. That's www.letsbuyblack365.com to go there there and register for the conference in Newark, New Jersey, happening November 16th to the 20th. It's time for cooperative uh, action and collective on a collective black agenda. Nine agenda topics will be dealt with, strategical and tactical work sessions, eight strategical and tactical work sessions. Um, Three town halls will be taking place over the five days. So uh, get more information about the State of the Black World Conference, which will again be in Newark, New Jersey, November 16th to the 20th. Go there and register at www.letsbuyblack365.com. That's www.letsbuyblack365.com. And when you, when you register, type in TFAA for Time for an Awakening in the register uh, box. And uh, we'll be broadcasting live and streaming live from the... Uh, Save the Black World Conference. We're scheduled to be there near the end of the week. I know Minister Farrakhan is speaking on Sunday. I'm not sure whether we'll be there Sunday 
but we will be there towards the end of the week uh, broadcasting and streaming live uh, on Time for Awakening Radio and on the Black Talk Radio Network. So you'll be able to hear uh, a lot of what's going on. We'll be able to share those times with you. Just uh, keep monitoring uh, timeforawakening.com. The Facebook page will send out tweets. We'll get the information to you on the days that we will be there uh, from the uh, State of the Black World Conference. Again, we're in open forum this evening. Anything on your mind, you can give us a call. 215-253-7263. That's 215-253-7263. We'll also be taking calls from that conference line also, so you can just hit star 61 if you're on that conference line and you want to participate in the conversation. Uh, we'll be able to uh, get you involved in the discussion. Um, I just want to make mention uh, the big election that was held here, presidential election. On Tuesday, uh, I guess folks that went to bed uh, early, they didn't know what happened until they woke up Wednesday morning and uh, found that they have a new president, Donald Trump. Um, I guess Hillary Clinton will go back to uh, dealing with the Clinton Foundation and making hundreds of millions of dollars. But um, let's talk a little bit about that election. Um a lot of black folks been up, was upset in reference to the election of Donald Trump. I don't think that we should have been surprised uh, at what happened. Uh, me personally, I don't think it would have been much difference between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Uh, historically, uh, Europeans have been liars, not only to our people, to other people that they've come in contact with. So... You know, I, I have no bones about disbelieving anything that Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton had to say. Uh, but we do pay taxes here, and uh, uh, we should have representation that reflect uh, our values, especially when you're talking about local elections and black elected officials representing the black constituents. Uh, when you're talking about these national elections where everybody's involved in big business, uh, I think things might get a little skewed, but uh, if we're going to focus in on politics and representation for our people, we need to start locally and focus in on a lot of these local elections and make these black politicians uh, speak for the interests of black people and their black constituents. In reference to the election, you know, the next day I tuned into uh, a local terrestrial program here in Philadelphia that's on the a black-owned network here in Philadelphia, and it's it's rare that you have any black uh, 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 black-owned terrestrial stations in this country, but we do have one in Philadelphia. And I tuned in to listen to the responses of a lot of people, and I heard a common theme among a lot of folks um, talking about uh, you know uh, what, what we have to do now is just pray. Uh, and have faith and keep our heads up high and uh, we got through it before we'll get through it again uh, there's a lot of common theme about prayer and uh, and uh, and hoping that things would change um, you know I hearken back to a comment a quote made by James Baldwin when he said to be black and conscious in America is to be in a constant state of rage 
you know, if, if any of our people were asleep or not conscious, after this results on Tuesday, uh, they should be waking, uh, waking out of their slumber. And at least to the point where they want to do something. Uh, if you become angry or, or in a constant state of rage, as James Baldwin says, then it's time for us to, to direct that anger into ways that will benefit our people. You know, prayer is good. Prayer goes towards your faith. But uh, just as it says in the Bible, faith without works is dead. It's time for our people to get busy doing some work. If they're dissatisfied with what's going on in reference to uh, democracy in this nation, politics in this nation, Democrats and Republicans in this nation, then it's time for us to start doing better for ourselves and for our children. Because if you look system-wide, they don't have no plans. They're not even dealing with us because the focus is not about us. It's about our children. And they don't have plans for our children to be functioning members in this society. You can see it. They have plans for our children, and you can see what it's geared towards, the prison industrial complex. If you escape that, then uh, hopefully you'll have some gainful, uh, gainful employment. But they don't intend for black folks to be, to be business owners, control the economy of their community, or anything else. So it's up to us to start making plans for our youth and for our people and for our women and for our families. Start investing in our own interests. I mean, it's, 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 it's time now that if our people are getting angry, then use this time from this point forward to start investing in ourselves and in our own interests. Black businesses, black independent schools, black organizations, political and otherwise. Start in your own neighborhoods. You don't have to join because there's several black national organizations that we've talked about on this program. You've heard them. You've heard people from Let's Buy Black, 365.com, Us Lifting Us. Uh, you've heard people from One Million Conscious Black Voters and Contributors. You've heard people that have come on these airwaves and talked about things, positive things that they're doing that can help change the direction and change the paradigm of our people here in this country and even abroad. So it's time for us to get busy uh, getting involved in these things, and you can start locally. If you don't want to start in some type of national organization, start locally. Look around. It's conscious black organizations in all of these cities. I know they are. Again, some of them we've had on this program in other cities other than Philadelphia. So it's time for us to start searching these things out and really get busy, uh, really devote time and effort into changing our paradigm. Another thing that we can do, and this is me talking, start boycotting these holidays. A lot of these commercial holidays have nothing to do with anything cultural to black people at all. It's just a commercial day. The celebration of Christmas had nothing to do with Yeshua, his birth, his death, or anything else. Those are commercial holidays filled with uh, uh, symbols and substance of European idolatry. 
we need to start boycotting these holidays. And if you're not to that point yet, then if you're going to participate in these holidays, start spending your money with black vendors. Redirect some of these dollars towards black people. It's time. It's past time. It's been time. We have to do this. We we have no other choice. Now, we can sit back like some of the uh, people that I've heard, and I I hope it's a small segment of our people that will just pray and hope things will change. Things are not going to change on their own. You've got to make these things happen. And if you have any faith, then the Almighty will help you. These people that have been governing us over these hundreds of years, a couple of hundred, three, four hundred years, are totally unjust. Their historical track record shows it. Systems like this is not going to be around long. And we can make uh, those changes. We can force change. But we have to get up and do some things ourselves. It's time for us. It's time. It's time. We can't afford to wait any longer. Nobody else is going to do this but us. Nobody else is going to do it but us. Black politicians, they have a huge responsibility to their people. It's time for them to change what they've been doing. Going along with the go-along, playing politics, stealing money, ending up behind bars, some of them, becoming a shame to their communities and a shame to black people. If you're going to take these offices, then do what's required in these offices and help your people. That's what you're there for. You're supposed to represent black people and black interests. Not Jewish interests. Not Asian interests, not big business interests, but your own interests. Start developing markets outside this country with with nations on the continent, with other people in the diaspora. Other people do it. They do it all the time. What stops our politicians from doing it? But a lot of times fear. And another thing they can do. You know, all while Obama was in office, all you heard, because I got a business where I deal with the public, all you heard from black people was, oh, uh, these Republicans, they saying no to everything. The president can't do nothing because they're saying no. They're saying no. They don't want to pass this. They don't, he can't do anything. His hands is tied. Okay. If black politicians are upset, now it's their turn. Become obstructionists. When Obama went in, they said from day one that they wasn't going to do anything to help him and they were going to say no to everything that he tried to do. I think Mitch McConnell or one of them, one of them uh, guys said that they, what they had planned to do, and they did it. So now it's time for black politicians to do the same thing. Instead of John Lewis and all them people sitting on the floor singing, we shall overcome and crying and all this other stuff, stand up. If he's too old to stand up, 
Let some of them other ones in there stand up. And say from day one that they're not going to pass nothing that this guy puts across. We're going to say no to everything. Block everything. The Tea Party did it. Other Republicans did it. They didn't have no bones about saying what they was planning to do. They didn't care whether black people liked it or not. Well, it's time for us to do something similar. And when I'm saying time for us, I'm talking about black politicians. They're there. They're in these halls of Congress, and, and you've got one or two in the Senate. Start standing up. Form a block. Become obstructionist. And then while you're doing that, start working on other things where our people can start developing business interests in this country and abroad. Because they have some semblance of power to do that if they choose to. Some of them want to line their pockets. And then when they get caught, they're looking like the, the cat just took the canary. It's time for us to do better for our people. It's time for black politicians to change what they've been doing and start standing up for their people and their people's interests. Worrying about Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. You know, those people are going to do what they're going to do. Historically, they're going to do what they're going to do. And instead of sitting there watching for the next move that they make, what about the moves that we're going to make as a people? It's blueprints out there. It's a lot of conscious people that's trying to do things, but they need your support. They need your help. It's historical blueprints that's been out there that, that's been left by Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey, and plenty of others. Historical blueprints and people out there being active doing things now. Get involved in something. We can change the paradigm of what's going on if we get involved. You know, I was reading from a published report that, uh, and, and, and let me read just a brief paragraph here from an AP published report. It says, uh, one might think that Donald Trump's sexist and vulgar statements would sway female voters away from, uh, from his candidacy. But roughly 53% of white women voted for Donald Trump on Tuesday, a reported CNN. It appears that many women weren't concerned about Trump's comments about women. Polling numbers revealed that black women were more apt to show Clinton the love at the polls. A whopping 94% of black women voted for Hillary Clinton. Down slightly from 96% of black women that voted for President uh, Obama in 2012. So 96% of black women voted for, for Obama in 2012 when he went in on his second term. And 94% of black women voted for Hillary Clinton. Something wrong with that picture. White women didn't even vote for Hillary Clinton, and she's white. Most white women voted for Donald Trump. They didn't care about uh, his remarks about him grabbing women's behinds or uh, making fun of uh, of um, 
making fun of uh, handicapped people, uh, making all kind of comments, derogatory comments towards uh, other nationalities. They didn't get nothing about that. They voted for him. White women voted for Donald Trump, which I expect. White women didn't vote for another white woman, Hillary Clinton. Black women voted for her. Overwhelming numbers, 94%. Maybe somebody can explain that to me. You know, since we've been in captivity and and in this country here for the past 400 years, uh, some of our people, our thinking has been damaged. We all know that. But we got the power to change our thinking. We got a mind. The Almighty gave us a mind to use. We don't have to be sheep. That woman told a lot of lies during her campaign, both of them. And derogatory remarks that she made towards black youth. We shouldn't have short memories when it comes to any Europeans. They have a track, they have a historical track record of telling lies. That's not a bigoted statement. That's a true statement. Anything they say should be suspect. Anything coming out of their mouth should be suspect. But some of our people have a tendency to believe anything that white folks say. And they're suspect of the things that come out of our mouths. It's time for us to do better for ourselves. I'm going to take a break, but uh, let me go to the phones first. 704 area code, what's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, this guy calling from North Carolina. What's going on? How are you, sir? I'm okay. Um, I just wanted to chime in on the election results, and you were just giving a breakdown on the demographics of it. But let's not forget, these black women are also the ones that um, uh, carried her through the primaries, primarily. Certainly. Aside from the cheating, I mean, come on. I mean, it's a black woman who lost her job cheating for Hillary Clinton. So what's going on with our sisters, man? A lot of them, I felt like, are just doing what they're told. I know most of the sororities were were uh, lined up behind Hillary Clinton, and it just makes no sense. It makes no sense whatsoever that you could just get this woman a free pass for what she helped her husband and um, the rest of them races in Washington, D.C., due to our people. Not only was she, you know, talking about the super predators, calling little children, our black children, super predators, but she also was talking about the welfare queens mm-hmm. back then, too. When they remember, they cut a billion from um, um, the uh, social safety net and moved that to private prisons. So, I mean, wow. And then looking at what she did, to Libya, and what they did to Libya was based on Libya proposing a gold currency that was going to put Africa, all them African nations, on top. The European Union, all these other so-called unions between nations, would have had nothing on Africa with their with they gold-backed currency. And then they were saying, well, we might not take nothing for our resources except for gold. Your dollars are no good here. That's why they did that. And then all them black people were killed. And then for Reverend Bernice King to stand on the uh, steps of the Lincoln Memorial and talking about Libya, talking about let freedom ring, let freedom ring. Something wrong with us, man. Well, Scotty, uh, you know, 
not hopefully, it, it'll, it's going to eventually change. Um, we see that since we've been here, it's been t- two movements of our people towards another paradigm. When we came out of chattel enslavement, we know that slavery still exists. But when we came out of chattel enslavement where everybody had irons on. You mean post-1865 you mean post exactly. enslavement. Exactly. Yeah. And then we, we look at that civil rights movement when a lot of our people's mindsets started to change. You know, it, but it didn't happen by everybody. It was a small segment of our people that changed the paradigm for everybody else. And I don't see where it might be. It might not be much different now. It's going to take a yeah. small group. And I don't know. When I say small group, it might be a couple of thousand. might be a million. It, it's going to be a small group of people to change the paradigm for all of us. But it's well, I think happen. that paradigm is already shifting for us, and and our young people give me hope, man. You know, they cited that is one of the groups our young black voters out there. And again, we're not talking about all black people. Majority of people, period, black, white, or whatever, don't vote. But those young black voters, man, they just was not buying the Kool Aid that Hillary Clinton and and her her proxy races were selling. They didn't drink the Kool-Aid and it was like, no, we, we not vote for her. We not, uh, we don't care what Donald Trump looks like. And I kind of like was hoping that Donald Trump got in over her and all those people out there protesting Donald Trump, would they have been out there protesting if Hillary Clinton had one? <laughs> they sure had better been. Mm. Well, I, you know, all we can do is just, just uh, sound the alarm, uh, do what we do here at Time for Awakening and on the Black Talk Radio Network. We just got to keep sounding the alarm, man. Uh, the people and that's are key, man. That's key. We have to become proficient at what we do, and we need to expand what we do. So that means people out there listening. This propaganda operation that we're running is very much needed. Because if you look, listen to black radio going up to the election, what would they tell my folks? Hillary Clinton's our girl. Go go cast the vote for Miss Ann, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what have you. So, but I think our young people, man, they are more, they get most of their news from alternative sources than corporate media. And I like to think we did play a role in suppressing the black vote for Hillary Clinton. Because I tell you, when these primaries started, um, I, st- I stated, and I put this on on Facebook. I said that my sole purpose <laughs> is to inform as many people as possible about the evil deeds of, of Hillary Rodman Clinton. And um, so I like to think that um, we might have played a role in getting the truth out about her. Anyway, that's all I wanted to share, man. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for your contribution, Brother Scotty. We're going to take a brief break, and there's a caller on hold. Listen, stay with us after the break. 646, I want you to stay with us after the break. We're going to take a brief break, and when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation. Open forum. We're kind of reflecting back on the election, but uh, we're reflecting more on what we need to do as a people. We, we got work to do out here, and it's time for us to roll up our sleeves and get busy. Uh, callers that's on hold just stay right with us we're going to take a brief break when we come back we'll continue the conversation time for awakening we're in open forum we'll be right back (laughs) 
to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. All Insurance Incorporated, an African-American-owned and operated insurance agency in business for over 20 years, located at 231 Southeastern Road in Glenside, PA, with other offices in Germantown and West Philadelphia. Call now for commercial insurance quotes, homeowner's insurance quotes, automobile insurance quotes, notary and tax services, representing over 15 major A-rated insurance companies, offering a discount on all notary services when you call in for a free quote. Call this number, 21 21- 215-885-2444. That number is 215-885-2444. 215-885-2444. All Insurance Incorporated. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Dooley Brothers, specializing in shingle, rubber roofs, gutters, downspouts, and vinyl sidings. Call for your free estimate today, 215-224-3882. That's 215-224-3882. Dooley Brothers Roofing, the roofing experts you can trust. That number again, 215-224-3882. 215-224-3882. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Hey, yeah, we're the same brothers from a long time ago. We was talking about television and doing it on the radio. What we did was to help our generation realize they got to get out there and get busy because it wasn't going to be televised. We got respect for your rappers and the way they freeway in. But if you're going to be teaching folks things, be sure you know what you're saying. Older folks in our neighborhood got plenty of know-how. Remember, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be out there now. And I ain't coming at you with no disrespect. All I'm saying is that you damn well got to be correct. Because if you're going to be speaking for a whole generation, and you know enough to try and handle their education, be sure you know the real deal about past situations. And ain't just repeating what you heard on the local TV station. Sometimes they tell lies and put them in a truthful disguise. But the truth is, that's why we said it wouldn't be televised. They don't know what to say to our young folks, but they know that you do. And if they really knew the truth, why would they tell you? The first sign is peace. Tell all them gun-toting young brothers that the man is glad to see us out there killing one another. We raised too much hell when they were shooting us down, so they started poisoning our minds and trying to jerk us all around. And then they tell us they got to come in and control our situation. They want half of us on dope and the other half in incarceration. If the ones they want dead ain't killed by what they instigated, they can put some dope on the brother's body and claim it was drug-related. Tell them drug-related means there don't need to be no investigation, or at least that's the way they're going to play it on the local TV station. All your nine millimeter brothers, give them something to think about. Tell them you heard that this is the new word. They got to work that stuff out. But somehow they feel in the wrong way with a gun in their hands. They're feeling real independent, but they just pull in contracts with a man. Average five will tell you it's hopeless out there on the avenue, but if they really knew the truth, why would they tell you? And if they look at you like you're insane and they 
start calling you scarecrow and say you ain't got no brain or start telling folks that you suddenly gone lame or that white folks have finally quieted your game or worse yet implying that you don't really know that's the same thing they said about us a long time ago young rappers one more suggestion before i get out of your way but i appreciate the respect you give me and what you got to say i'm saying protect your community and spread that respect around tell brothers and sisters they get down Cause we're terrorizing our old folks and we brought fear into our homes And they ain't got to hang out with the senior citizens Just tell them, damn it, leave the old folks alone And we know who ripping off the neighborhood Tell them that BS has got to stop Tell them you're sorry they can't handle it out there But they got to take the crime off the block And if they look at you like they think you're insane They'll start calling you scarecrow thinking you ain't got no brain Or start telling folks that you're suddenly gone lame Or that white folks have suddenly co-opted your game or worse yet, saying that you really don't know. That's the same thing they said about me a long time ago. And if they tell folks that you finally lost your nerve, that's the same thing they said about us when we said Johannesburg. But I think you young folks need to know that things don't go both ways. You can't talk respect on every other song or just every other day. What I'm speaking on now is the raps about the women folks. On one song, she's your African queen, and on the next one, she's a joke to you. And you ain't said no words that I haven't heard, but that ain't no compliment. It only insults to eight people out of ten and questions your intelligence. Four-letter words or four-syllable words won't make you a poet. It will only magnify how shallow you are and let everybody know it. And if they look at you like they think you're insane or they call you scarecrow thinking you ain't got no brain or start telling folks that you suddenly gone lame or that the white folks have finally co-opted your game or you really don't know, they said that about me a long time ago. If they finally start telling people that you lost your nerve, that's what they said about Johannesburg. You ain't insane. You have got a brain. You haven't gone lame. You have got your game. Remember, keep the nerve. Keep the nerve. Keep the nerve. Keep the nerve. Welcome back to time for an awakening. We're in open forum this evening. Give us a call. Participate in the conversation at 215-253-7263. That's 215-253-7263. Just reflecting back on uh, Tuesday's election results. And more importantly, what we need to do as a people to drive our people forward. There's plenty that we can do. Uh, this program has trumpeted a lot of groups and a lot of individuals that's, that's out there doing things. It's time for us to get busy. The only thing stopping us is us. Let's go to the phone. 646, Eric Code. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, Elliot, what's happening, man? It's Jay. How are you, sir? How you doing? Good, man. Where's Brother Reggie at? I think Reg, Reg told me that he had some work he had to catch up on, but he said he was going to try to get on here. But uh, we're going to move forward. We'll we'll catch up to him. Well, I, I, I figured Trump had the goons come pick him up before you <laughs> and, um, you know, put him away. You know, because he, he, he's a dangerous man, Reggie, here. <laughs> Yeah, well, he'll probably, um, he'll be on here before the program's over. Hey, hey, listen, man. This this is the chickens coming home to roost. America deserves whatever the hell it gets, and I hope that this knuckle dragger destroys this country, man. 
Unfortunately, I know our people are going to get caught up in it. But, man, if you even look at his two first appointments, previous and this cat from Bike Banner, it just shows you the direction that this fool who has no business being the president of this hellhole is going to lead it to. Now, we can start from Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning. Now, me and you both have significant others. And we know that when our significant others are unhappy, there's problems in the house. I looked at his Neanderthal, Horace, soft corn, porn wife, and I could tell she's not a happy camper. She, in no way in hell, just like him, never thought that this would happen. <laughs> because living the lifestyle that they both lead, to be totally restricted in the manner in which they would be, just basically shows there's going to be a lot of problems. Let's be clear. The man don't want the job. He cannot do the job nor will he do the job. The question becomes, who will surround him will determine the direction of the country. Well, now, you, you right now can imagine some of the guys that's going to surround him. Oh, you can you can look at the first two he's unemployed. Them are, well, one of them, the guy batting it, is a serious knuckle-dragger, and previous or whatever you want to call him, He's a Neanderthal, so, you know, it's a combination of the two, the knuckle dragger and the Neanderthal. I call them all one. But the, but the thing is this, Brother Elliot, I take great issue with the fact that our people get on the radio and start to talk about they go pray and ask the sky daddy to save us from what? Now... These Negroes been praying ever since the Neanderthal introduced them to the Sky Daddy. And what has it got them? Got them nothing. So at some point in time, don't you think Negroes need to be told to stop praying because it ain't going to do nothing for your dumb black ass? Now, the reality is this, Elliot. We as a people do not understand that all we are to the white man is cultural capital. We don't control, we don't own, we don't manufacture, we don't do anything. We gave ourselves to this knuckle dragger back in the 50s when we tried to integrate ourselves into his system. And when has it been nothing but a disaster? And what happened is we never saw the signs of what this cracker really is when they killed supposedly, supposedly, the greatest leader of all time, Martin Luther King. Now, they all say that Martin Luther King was seeing the light. You know, maybe he was seeing the light. You know, the point of the matter, he'd been dead 50 years, and I'm sick of hearing about him. Because the man, as far as I'm concerned, was a great man. He left a lot of things for us to look at and for us to evaluate. 
But in all truthfulness, he led us down the disastrous path. And at some point in time, we're going to have to realize that this disastrous path is leading us nowhere, Elliot. Unless we do what you talked about for the last hour or so, figuring out how we could come together. So I don't know. What, what, what is the real solution, Elliot, in this situation to where as white women were the ones who should be blamed for it, but nobody wants to blame white women for this? <laughs> or, white, or white men. This, this is not the fault of black people. It's the pity of black people because black women decided they want to give allegiance to this knuckle-dragger. Hillary Clinton, who has done nothing but shown black people the back of her behind. She, she, I mean, if you just think about what she's done to the people of Haiti, that alone should give you moral ground to not even support her. But the thing is, we don't want to accept these things. We don't even want to take into consideration that this woman is no good. I mean, her selfishness alone... When she was told, and she knew it, that she could not beat Donald Trump, but that there was someone that could beat him, the the, the real architect of, um, you know, the, the the welfare reforms and all of these other things, three strikes you out, and, and mass incarceration, Joe Biden, who for some reason dumb Negroes have always supported, because you know something, Elliot? They don't know their history. See, nobody tells us the truth about who our enemies are because we always try to be there with whiteness. So whenever Barack Obama picked Joe Biden as his vice president, we at that point in time should have known he was an enemy of African people. Just because he sleep black, that don't mean he loved black. His allegiance is to his white mama's side. That's why he picked somebody like Joe Biden, but every time somebody said something about it or tried to point it out, we were smacked down. We were told we hated or we this and that and that and that. But the reality is this, brother, brother um, Elliot, we as a people do not understand or fully understand what our position is here in this country because nobody's defining it for us, Elliot. Nobody is telling black people that you are nothing more than cultural capital. All they want to do is feed off of your talents. They never share. They never do anything that's in the best interest of African people. They take away everything that you gain, and they allow certain Negroes to have certain positions. Now, you got a white man, a real knuckle-dragger Neanderthal, that he's going to show you what he thinks of you. But see, what's going to happen is we're going to get caught in the mix because he's going to do more of a number on white folks than he's going to do on us. And see, we're going to sit back and join coalitions with these fools when these fools are nothing but our enemies. And then they're going to get the position and get what's best for them and make their lives better. And then what they're going to do to us, Elliot, they're going to cast us aside like they always have. Hasn't that what the white woman just did? Well, Am I, that, did the white woman just cast African people and other people aside as her so-called um, feminist sisters 
aside to the expense of the white man? Oh, yeah, I fully agree. Yeah, I pointed it out <laughs> in the beginning. But, uh, you know, I, I just, I know, just like uh, Scotty from North Carolina just mentioned a little while ago, it's, it's a lot of things going on among our people right now that's going to change our paradigm. A lot of people don't realize it and don't know it. And one of the reasons that they don't is because of that telecommunications act. And we, we got some calls. So call us this on hold. Just stay with us. Well, no, let me, no, let no, me no. just say this and then I'll go. Go ahead. Wait, we got to hold people accountable who are our enemies. Certainly. And our enemies are black women like Donna Brazil. Donna Brazil need to be served. She need to be ostracized from the black community. John Lewis, the rest of the CBC, they really need to be ostracized from the black community. The most dangerous or one of the most dangerous black people in America right now is a black woman. And you know who that black woman is? Did you know who she is? Go go ahead, Jay. Tell us. Joy Ann Reed. Joy Ann Reed on weekends, 10 to 12. She's worse than Melissa Harris Perry, who they got rid of. Joy Ann Reed is an enemy of African people because she's constantly trying to put us in that box of whitehood. She's constantly trying to put us in the box to be the one to defend these crackers. She's constantly trying to put us in the box to be the savior for these white folks' stupidity. She's a dangerous, dangerous woman, man. And and one not too far behind her is Tamron Hall. Anytime you have a black woman or a black male that's on television trying to justify and make excuses for the mistakes of African people and what we should do to correct it and not call out the blatant racism of the Neanderthal knuckle dragger. They are enemy of your people. But just like Hillary Clinton, we have a problem, Elliot, of calling them out who are our enemies and who are really trying to hurt us. So I'll leave you with this. Let's come together and figure out what we're going to do to survive the next four years. And I don't even be honest with you think that he's going to stay in office for four years because if he does anything out of line that may cause more problems than what it's worth, they will get rid of him. And I'll tell you and show you how. I was looking at Morning Joe the morning of, I think it was Wednesday, and I've taped it ever since the rest of the week. And the daughter of the man who is responsible for more of the wicked tree going on in this world, Mika Brzezinski, the daughter of Zygnus Brzezinski, has aged over the last three days like no other Neanderthal knuckle-dragger white woman I've ever seen in my life. You should just look at some of the pictures from a week ago and then look at the pictures of the last three days she was on air since Tuesday, and you could see that the pain that that knuckle-dragger is in. But as I walk off this air right now, her daddy has told her, that if Trump really gets out of line and do something crazy and stupid, he go get what's coming to him, John Kennedy style. So, brother, 
I'm going to enjoy the rest of the show. And when Brother James or Brother X from Chicago calls in with his dire analysis that the world's about to end, please, please, Brother Elliot, tell him white Jesus may save us. Jay, thanks for your call, man. Hold that, brother. Peace. Let's go to 478 area code. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello. Yes. Oh, hi. Good evening. My name is Key. I'm calling from Macon. Um, thank you so much for taking my call. Hopefully mm-hmm. you're having a good evening. Um, I was just calling to say that um, I'm thankful for Black Talk Radio because if I hadn't started listening to it around 2015, I probably would have voted for Hillary Clinton and everything, too. So Scotty Reed, he did convert me. I can say he did. And I, because I would listen to what he said, I'm like, ooh, for real. And I would look it up. I'm like, oh yeah, that's for real. And so I looked it up a few times, and then you know, people believe white people believe other white people. I believe the black person. He didn't have no reason to lie to me. And so I listened to that, and listened to some of the other stations. And um, I guess it was the end of last year before Dr. Wilson passed away. Mm-hmm. That um, one of the other stations had one of her lectures, and she had said that Donald Trump was going to win. And I only had heard of her for about seven months, but I was kind of listening to her. And so I was like, well, I believe her. And she was right. Um, God rest her soul. And um, I tried to tell my mother, tried to tell my father, tried to tell my family. They didn't want to hear it. Don't say that, blah, blah, blah. So I'm telling you, get ready. I, You know, I'm just trying to tell you. My mother, she was upset. She blamed me. She's like, you third-party people, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, I voted for who I wanted to vote for. I don't know what I can tell you. <laughs> I mean, I did what I did. Um, but I just think, you know, I don't know why we're overly upset as black people. I don't know why we thought something would work out great for us unless we make it happen like you say on the show. Thank you. Well, let, let me tell you this before you go. Um, you may mention that you started finding out things by listening to uh, Conscious Black Radio. Uh, yes, sir. If you recall, the Clintons passed that Telecommunications Act of 1996 uh, that severely damaged uh, black radio throughout this country and limited uh, any black independent radio from even existing in this country. They did that because after the Million Man March of 1995, white folks seen that blacks could still rally numbers of people to do constructive things. Two million people was on that mall, and they didn't do it for television because there wasn't no programs on promoting the march on television. But they did it from conscious black radio. So they made sure that a lot of those type of programs was not only off the air, but replaced by Clear Channel and all these other networks, buying up all these uh, entities, and then replacing them with shucking and jiving and satires in the morning. Steve Harvey and Tom Joyner. Heard in almost every city across this country with a lot of laughing and joking all day, every day. Now, I don't have nothing, you know, I don't have no problems with a laugh and joke here. But what's so funny and what every day, all of that foolishness, but that was replaced. You only have a few conscious black talk uh, uh, radio programs that syndicated on a terrestrial level. And I found this by mistake. I was looking for something else. Oh, I found this by mistake. Well, most of the other programs that you're going to hear is on the Internet. 
Yes. It's others out there. So I, I'm, I thank you for being with us. I hope you continue to listen. But we really need to beat this drum because just as you received information, there's a lot of information out there that our people don't have. And I thank you for your call, sister, and call again. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye-bye. All right. I'll continue listening. Bye. All right. Uh, we did have a couple of callers that dropped off. It's a line open. Give us a call back, 215 253 That's 215-253-72-63. Let's go. Uh, we got a call on hold, but let's, let me grab this one and call it on hold. Stay with me. I know who you are. 267, Erico, what's your name? Where you calling from? This is Brother Timothy. How are you, sir? How are you? How are you, sir? Oh, very good, Elliot. Good show like before, um, like always. And the, the, there was a gentleman that came on before this young lady who was just in front of me. And he had talk, started talking about these Uncle Tom who are working against us in the political sector. we got a woman here in Philadelphia called Renee Moore. And she is the local representative for the Republican Party. And she needs to go on that list he's talking about. She is terrible, man. She is from, she is trash. She is the lowest of the low. After Trump ran, she's been pushing his agenda when he, before he built this momentum to win, all to the time that he has won. Not only, we always knew some whites were our enemies. We always, always knew that blacks were our enemies. But like that brother says, it's time to find them out, hunt them down, expose them, and rid of them. And rid of them. But Ellie, I'm calling because I want to talk about after Obama ran in 08, mm-hmm. white folks became very desperate. And they formulated something called the Tea Party. People will remember that. The Tea Party merged. It took us some years. It developed. All of a sudden, a Trump is created. The Tea Party gets its leader with the rest of the races and all the time following in the Republican Party. And it exploded into this today. I say, now, today, we need to gather our own party, whether it's one in a million or whether it gathers one in a million another group, and we need to get ourselves together Get ourselves together for the for the midterms election, 2018, and 220 explode with our candidate. What do you think about that? Oh well, listen, I agree that any strategy that we can use, whether it's economic, political, and we know that uh, 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 economic initiatives drives politics, especially in this country. So we, we need exactly. to come together on all fronts, and and, and especially uh, politically. And, and you know, when you deal with these local elections, where a lot of these black politicians come from, the ones sitting up in Congress, they get voted in by black constituents. But then they go That's there correct. and and play games and 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 play political games at at the expense of their own people. So we we can really affect change locally with a lot of these elections. And that's where it starts. So I do agree that these people, these people that do all this stuff need to be exposed. They need to be exposed. And we don't hold some of these people accountable. And some of these black politicians don't have respect for their own people because they do all this stuff to their people and know that you ain't going to do nothing about it, that you'll forget all about it. All they got to do is walk around your neighborhood with a suit on and then you'll come around outside. Oh, oh, there's Brother Timothy. He's a state representative. He's a congressman. And you could have been doing nothing for your people the whole time you've been in office. We didn't have people 
and especially coming out of Philadelphia, that's been in office 25, some of them 30 years, ain't did nothing for the people. Nothing. Well, well Elliot, as time goes on, someone will be picked. If someone who we pick, we will look for them to be the right one. And we will go on with this. And I believe we will emerge somebody in time. As long as they say we stay focused on the goal, it shall happen. Well, that somebody you're looking for might be you, Brother Timothy. It might be you as my wife. <laughs> we president you wife. <laughs> Thank you for your call, man. Please. <laughs> Let's go to 803, Eric Code. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, greetings, Brother Elliot. This is Brother Shabak. I'm calling from the Huntsville, Madison, Alabama area. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you doing, brother? Great. Okay. Um, I had a couple things I'd like to say to the listening audience. The last two elections, the last two selection processes, have uh, brought a big divide amongst the black family. Yeah, I heard one radio show talk about uh, people calling in, talking about how they uh, lost friendships. Uh, I listened to the D.L. Hewley show one day because I was in somebody else's vehicle, <clears throat> and that was the focus of the uh, show that particular day. Okay. And it's a shame that something as trivial as this has brought divide in our households. And, you know, one thing the, somebody said they called and listened to a show talking about. Well, me, wait a minute. You ta- you're talking about the, yep. el- the election of uh, two white folks, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Yeah, and, the, and the, the previous election with Obama as well. Okay. Because, you know, there's a lot of people trying to inform their family members about uh, not putting their faith in this guy because no one knew him. No one knew his history. Uh, no one knows his resume. Um, there's so much information out there that, that that can make you understand that even though you can't prove he's an unknown, there's enough of it to make you say, hmm. So anyway, getting back to what I was saying about the praying thing, mm-hmm. yeah, people do need to pray. They need to pray that they can have the strength to forgive their family members for this disruptive uh, thing that's going on about these two white people that don't care nothing about us. And the last thing I'd like to say is uh, I know that's going to be a difficult thing for a lot of people to do. So for all the listening audience, get in contact with the uh, fellow listeners of this radio show that's in your local area so you can have somebody you can talk to about things that are important. I spent the I spent about three weeks at my friend's house, and I just couldn't wait to leave. He's a very good friend of mine, but just to be around people that have nothing, absolutely nothing to talk about, it it drained me mentally, <laughs> emotionally. Okay. Because I'm and, and, and you know we have to get ourselves focused and. Like people have been saying, everybody is not going to be saved. Everybody don't want to be saved. Everybody don't want to be enlightened. So get with the people 
who have this commonality with you. And these are the people that we need to deal with. And um, uh, I'll, I'll listen to the rest of the show, brother. Hey, brother, thanks for your call, man. And don't be a stranger. Oh, I won't. This is the second time, I've, third time I've called the show. Um, I've just been traveling a lot, and I haven't had access to the Internet. But I'm stable now, and I will be a weekly guest on your show. Thanks for your call, man. Peace. Let's go to 215, area code, uh, the 626. What's your, what's your name? Where you calling from? Yeah, it's uh, Mo Compton, North Philly. How are you, brother? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Just hanging in there, man. Just, uh, just hanging in there. Yeah, you know, well, once again, it's another kind job for a lot of the people, man. So, you know, this whole thing with this uh, electoral college, it's a joke. It's designed basically to keep white folks in power in, in that, that office. And like I said, I always been saying, like, you get your first job to pay you $30,000 a year. You're not going to pay you $300,000 to get a $30,000 a year job. That, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Same way all the type of money they're spending to get to become president makes uh, $400,000. They spend hundreds of million dollars to get a $400,000 a year job. So they're in there for other reasons besides uh, uh, holding the office and stuff, man. Well, influence listen, stuff. the Clintons is a perfect example of that. Look how much money they generated since they've been out of office with, yeah. that, with that Clinton Foundation. Yeah. Ripping countries then, off, ripping off Haiti and other places. Yeah, and then, then you got, you know, question, um, did she really want to win? Because she wanted to win. She did, like I said, she did, she did, did the Kennedy thing. Kennedy put Johnson on his ticket to get that Southern crack vote. All she had to do was put Bernie Sanders on the, on the, on the ticket. You know, if everything was on up and up. And, and the way, way this, this thing is set up, man, it's supposed to be one man, one vote. One woman, one vote. I encourage some people to go out there and vote. I mean, for what? Now you see that your vote was really a waste now. And they still count the vote. And I think it was yesterday that Maryland decided that they're going to give all their, their electoral college votes to the person who got the most popular vote. And right now, she got a uh, two to three million vote lead in the popular votes over, uh, over Trump. You know, so you know something. Something funny is in the mix because of other states decided to go along with do what Maryland did. It's a possibility she could, she was sneaking the White House through the back door. So I don't put nothing past these devils, brother. I don't put anything past them whatsoever, man. But um, the best thing we can do as black people, since it was a white backlash, let it be a black black a black backlash. By boycotting them devils, boycott Thanksgiving, boycott Christmas, New Year's, Valentine's Day, Easter, Mother's Day, Memorial Day, Father's Day, and the Fourth of July. Boycott all the holidays. Keep your money in your pocket. Keep it within the Afro-American economy and stuff. Don't let it go outside it. That's all you got to do. Just practice black uh, selective patronage amongst your own people. But like, as long as I've been living, I've never seen an Afro-American down Chinatown selling A-rolls to Chinese. I never saw Afro-American down Italian South Philly selling pizza to Italian. They're not going to support us. Yeah, you, and, you <laughs> and you yeah. won't see it. And you won't see it. Yeah, so we got to take that, that same thing. Thing we hit these devils in their pocket and just keep our money within our community, man. That's all we have to do. You know, life goes on, man. Life goes on. And I can't get bent out of shape because that devil got in. I mean... 
driving on me get hit. Then I listened to the show called Coast to Coast AM. About three months ago, this white boy called him, and he said something that, that really made, made me think. He, he believed that the Russians planted Donald Trump's wife on them years ago to get into the White House, man. I don't put nothing past it to nobody, but I swear to God, I don't. Yeah, they well, say that little skank could be a KGB agent. <laughs> well, to be honest, as, as far as we're concerned, it, it don't even matter. You know, yeah. we, we got to do what we got to do. Yeah, man. Mo, yeah. listen, I want to thank you for your call, man. All right. Peace. 215 area code, what's your name? Where you calling from? <laughs> brother Richard, so, uh, <laughs> hey, brother. How you doing? How you doing? Uh, good, good, good. Uh, brother Richard, make you laugh. I um, I definitely see this as an opportunity. You know, oh, most I mean, definitely. I agree. Like, you know, and um, hopefully that's that's what I see, uh, an opportunity. And I hope that that's what we believe that it is. We, you know, and I'm not one, I can't, I, um, and I don't know if it's my naivete, I don't see this all black people. So what I keep looking at is this, um, targeted group of black people who like us who listen to this program, like us who believe in these core values that we need to, as, as Elijah Muhammad said, do for self. Or um, and as um, Mr. Garvey said, look at Africa as the center. It's, and that's a small, smaller population. You know, just I, I kind of and all I can do is just express what I believe. So even when I, you know, hopefully analyze what's going on, I'm still, because it's harder to get a pinpoint, see how big our effort is, you know, um, and analyze what we're doing internally. And I agree I agree with you, you know, that, that whether I don't necessarily call it boycott, but if we need to just now hold our, you know, that that dollar, you know, um, without our disposable dollars, if we that small group can just hold up our disposable dollars and connect with one another, and then come up with opportunities that we can invest with, we can trust and invest with each other around. I'm, I'm more about the investment than the spending. I think that we should be investing, not necessarily spending. And, and we should be taking our disposable dollars and looking for opportunities around us to invest in because that's where we can be able to look at um, that, I'm going to say, young person uh, and say, this is a person that could um, increase our investment based off of their character, based off of their um, will, based off of their skills, and based off of what we perceive that they can be able to do because I really believe we should be investing in our core natural resource is our children. That's, that's, uh, you hear me express, this is what I believe. Um, and that's what I'll be looking, that's what I'm looking at. And if election gives this opportunity to, uh, once again, because it's just like to me when we were, at, I, I, I love the 19th century, 1800s, because um, um, black people, throughout the 1800s to me, uh, in more general, and it's still with our diversity, were more about what we call nation building than ever since 1945. I think it ended in the 1940s, in my opinion. 
and I ain't talking, and I'm talking about with the resistance of the um, international and national government. We were um, more had the conscious mindset of building internally, and I think history proves that out. So that's why I say, but I just see it as an opportunity. I don't want to ramble. Well, you know, I, I do agree with what you're saying. Um, I, I think one of the reasons that you seem more of a conscious uh, mindset towards nation building before uh, uh, you uh, used the, the uh, demarcation of 1945, because our people were segregated from right. the, from white folks, and they had to think of ways where they could advance their people. It, you know, and as and soon as we got the opportunity to go elsewhere, we did. But nobody else does that. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody else ha- in this country have freedom to spend their money with whoever they want. But they don't make a concerted effort to spend their money with other people. We're the only ones that do that. But that goes towards the damage that our people have suffered since we've been here. We spend our money towards other people. We break our neck to spend our money with other people. And that's the mm-hmm. mindset that have to change. You know, when you were talking about us investing in one another, that's going to be the salvation of our people. But before we get to that point of investing, we have to be able to trust one another. There and that's go. one thing some of our people don't have. We don't trust one another. We don't, we don't have faith in one another. You, listen, we are not clones. White folks disagree all the time, but they agree on one thing, especially dealing with you. They come into agreements when it comes to dealing with you. But we just got to realize that we're not clones. We're not going to agree with everything that everybody does all the time. But as long as somebody don't try to steal from you, uh, uh, to 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 detrimentally hurt you, then anything can be, you know, you, you can work through anything if a person wants to. So I, I think that we just got to learn. We got to change our mindset when it comes to us right. dealing with one another. It's difficult. I know it is. But we just got to have a concerted mindset where, you know, we got to, when it comes to our people, we got to start looking at our people as part of us instead of as somebody else. It's yeah, hard for me to explain, but I think you understand what I'm saying. Oh, I definitely, I definitely and, 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 you know, me and a friend we were talking about, it's a, it's a difference of values. And we, uh, we, we're, we're, we're uh, of the opinion that a large group of um, of us, and, and, and this is a part of the American experience, a large group of us who were captives uh, have taken on um, uh, the American European value, Most their belief. And, and, and he calls it being addicted, you know, that, that we're addicted to those values, um, you know. And I, 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 so, and I think that that's why I have a difficult time kind of lumping us all together because I think it's always been, um, you know, and, and, you know, being a part of the one million and, and the reason why I like the, the, the mo- movement and, the, and the symbolic reference, because it may not be over our period may not be no more than 1 million that has maintained some kind of integrity. Um, how do I uh, try to um, create that picture? Um, I don't know if you've seen um, Birth of a Nation, but I, um, I, I, I think I've been using lately the symbolic reference of what the difference between Nat Turner and, um, the, Nat Tur- and the people who assembled 
around him, the agency they had, to say, we're taking our, in this term, liberation in our own hands. And then the young, the young um, boy that's in, this, in the film who um, actually supposedly had, um, what's that, informed on what they were doing, mm-hmm. right? But then at the end of the film, Parker puts this, the young boy now grows into a man, and he's fighting in the Union Army. Um, so, the, and I say, well, and I looked at that, and it's and it sticks powerful, and I, you know, that's why I keep using it. Look at the two difference of two black men, the different approaches for quote unquote freedom. One, the young boy who and he becomes the Union um, member, he he is fighting for freedom, right, mm-hmm. um, as a black person. But isn't he fighting under a system that was the system that created? And he really, the, that war, they'll still say in some cases, it wasn't about slavery. That war was about maintaining the union, states' rights. But black people fought in that war because they took the opportunity to fight for slavery. So they fought in someone else's thing and took it on like it was their thing. But Nat Turner then wasn't fighting for, I mean, in the, and in that narrative, that is not much narrative, but in the, in the film, but the notion he was saying, if we do this, then the other captives um, on these different plantations will come and we will be able to um, snowball this into getting our own liberation. Those are two different black people in my mind. And seeing freedom and fighting for freedom under two different banners. In my mind. Well, listen, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, that's yeah. a, that's an excellent analogy. Uh, let me let me expand on this, and and because uh, we got a call on hold, but let me say something oh, in reference to what you're saying. Because we've talked about this on the program before about some of our ancestors wanting freedom, but they approached it in different ways. Yeah, now, yeah. I, I'll use an example of uh, Frederick Douglass. Mm-hmm. Frederick Douglass escaped slavery, uh, beat up his his quote unquote master, and and escaped. He went to uh, upstate New York. I think he was in Massachusetts for a while, and uh, he ran into other people that uh, was about freedom, also like Martin Delaney. Mm-hmm. Now, they had their different approaches toward what they were doing. Delaney was more of a Pan-Africanist. Frederick Douglass wanted freedom, period. And he hated Christianity because he seen what it did to our people. You had Harriet Tubman, Mm -hmm. who definitely wanted freedom. But she went about it a totally different way. After she escaped, she jeopardized her life several times going back down there to get people. If they had got their hands on Harry Tubman, they would have did her worse than what they did to Nat Turner. And you know yeah. what they did to him. Castrated him. I think they skinned him alive. They would have did worse to her. So her courage is unimaginable to me. Going back and forth several times to free people. People that she knew. What did the comment that she made, that famous comment? She could have freed more people if they realized that they were slaves or something to that effect. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we see that there are different approaches, but they all wanted freedom. 
Now, I'm going to throw a fly in the ointment. You had John Brown, a white man, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who met with both Harriet Tubman and Frederick Douglass on separate occasions mm-hmm. to try to get them to be involved in Harper's Ferry. Mm-hmm. Now, Frederick Douglass had a man with him, Shields Green. Uh, he was called the emperor as far as historical mm-hmm. account. He was involved in the meeting. He decided to leave Fred. He was almost like Frederick Douglass' right hand. He decided mm-hmm. to leave Frederick Douglass, and he went and was involved in that raid at Harper's Ferry and got killed. Mm-hmm. But to Shields Green, it was about freedom. He knew that Frederick Douglass was, was ultimately wanted freedom for his people, but I guess he figured that, uh, well, John Brown's way might have been better. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is, and John Brown was white, all I'm saying right. is our people had different approaches towards freedom, but they all wanted freedom. That was the right. point. And they right. could collaborate with one another. I've never seen any historical account where any of those men criticized the other's efforts. I've never seen it. And I never mm-hmm. saw them talk bad about uh, 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 Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Gabriel Prosser, or any mm-hmm. of those other men that, that was mm-hmm. murdered for, for their acts of, uh, of freedom. And, and, and if, I, if I say, Elliot, um, that's why I like that period, and I think that it's important for us, that that, that small group of us, for inspiration and encouragement, um, because all the things we're talking about, whether it's buy black, or and I think that they, they had don't buy slave products, right? Don't don't buy any product um, that a slave met. What I, but what I liked about that is, and the point that you made is that they had um, governing mechanisms amongst themselves. They had differences, as you say, mm-hmm. but they had governing mechanisms amongst themselves. In Philadelphia, they had the um, you know what's that the Free African Society, yes. you know, early on, or and then they had the the, the Negro conventions they called it, you know, where we. Of differences, and I ain't talking about a party going into a party of somebody else, but going into an assembly of where uh, we can be able to go and hash out and 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 have differences and be able to vote. I ask, I ask myself, and I project out that one. That's what we need now because we can't go. You know, I I, I use the metaphor. You when you go to the store, you know what you want to buy. And you definitely don't go with no money thinking you're going to get it. But here we're saying we want the political apparatus to give us something, and we don't know what it's going to give us. That don't, to me, that don't make no sense. And then we're going to go with a vote, with, with, you know, or balloting, as uh, the local organizer here says. We're going to go balloting, you know, and then not know what we're expecting. That's just like going to school with no money. You ain't getting nothing. You know, it's just you know, as simple as that. So, it's it's it, I just I just think that you know the opportunity of now is more because maybe we even even with those of us who are believers who we they we say to each other we do trust each other we can be able to now as the brother said earlier like dialogue with each other but more importantly negotiate with each other. Um, and that's, you know, that still comes out of that, you know, investing because it's, it is business, you know, it is, um, relationship building and we can negotiate with each other in spite of our difference because we say this, us coming together 
can get us something bigger than what we can get by ourselves. So, and that may not, we may have differences, but if we can negotiate through those, then we can work together to get that what's bigger that will satisfy us plus more than just um, trying to go after it by ourselves because we're self-righteous, because we know we write, and because, but we also realize we're the small power. And you, and you see, and I have to do this and I'll get off. Uh, I don't care about white, na- white ultranationalism. I don't care about white conservatism. I don't care about the political machinery that was established by the American system, which we know inherently is about um, maintaining a a certain level of suppression of black um, creative excellence and, and, and ability. I don't care about all of that. What I do care about is us being able to figure out to plan two, four, 10, 20 years from now, next generation, and say, I'm doing this, not for me, but so the next generation can have this. Not that they be better off, so they'll be positioned to be able to protect themselves better than we are right now. That's what I'm, I care about, and that's what I would like to hear our narrative, and that's what I think that the the terrestrial radio or and the Internet radio and the ability to communicate, and I agree with you, with them holding it back, that because they know that we we are people who can communicate, and the power is in NOMO. The power is in the word. And if we communicate and we can get and identify that trust, the ability to be able to coordinate, organize, and execute our goals effectively, as Harriet Tuckman did, it, we become global in a minute. But if we keep thinking that we're victims and we're waiting on some something to happen by somebody else, well, we're just captives waiting on somebody to do something for us because well, we just refuse doing something for ourselves. Well, nobody's going to save us but us, Richard. And listen, stay yeah. with stay with us if you uh, got a few more minutes. Um, yes, sir. We got a call on hold. And before I go to this caller, let me read from this published report. Uh, gives us more evidence to what we're up against, if if any of our listeners didn't know, but I think we have an intelligent audience. Uh, this came from private, uh, a published report. Private prison stocks are soaring after Donald Trump's election. Stocks of private prison companies are soaring the morning after the election of Donald Trump as the next U.S. president. Corrections Corporation of America uh, was up close to 40% as of 945 Wednesday morning, the next day after the election, Geo Group, and those are the two largest private prison companies in this country. The Geo Group, another prison provider, was up 20%. So we see, based on Donald Trump saying that he, he supported stop and frisk, and he got Giuliani and others that potentially might be in his cabinet, you can see that the prison stock is through the roof. And the sad thing about it is some black people has invested in these private prisons because you know who's going to be housed in those prisons. But let me read something else, too, because we see that Obama has let more people out of jail than any president. I think that was one of the things that he was touting. Let me read this also published report. Obama gave $1 billion to private prisons, bypassing a law in 2014 that says that government contracts have to go up for bid 
It says Obama administration bypassed public bidding laws to seal a $1 billion deal with the largest prison company in the United States, all to handle the surge of immigrants from Central America, a new report reveals. The critics say the measure has been uh, been very lucrative. Uh, Corrections Corporation of America inked a lucrative four-year contract to build detention centers in Texas, which would accommodate women and children uh, seeking asylum in the U.S., Unlike hundreds of other detention contracts, which normally depend on occupancy, Correction Corporation of America receives a fixed 100% monthly pay of $20 million, uh, despite the uh, 2,400-bed facility in Delaney, Texas, not being full. So we see that this $1 billion uh, no-bid contract was given to Corrections Corporation of America, supposedly to house... Uh, uh, immigrants crossing the border, women and children. And they're getting paid $20 million a month whether the place is filled or not. Mm. And we see that when Trump went in, Corrections Corp of America and the GEO Group stock went through the roof. So, you know, we see that whether it's Democrat, Republican, Obama, or Trump, that we need to do things to help ourselves and our people. And stop relying on politicians, whether they're black or white, to a certain extent, helping us. Just like I said, we can on some of these local elections where we got a little more control, hands-on with these black politicians, we can make them do what they're required to do. But a lot of these national elections, where it's kind of out of your hands as far as dealing with these people, the only thing good that did come out of this thing is that people felt good because they seen a black man, his wife, and children in that office. But as far as the state of our people and the situation we're in, it has not changed, and in some instances, it's gotten worse. Mm. But let mm. me let me, stay with us. Let me go to seven seven three area code. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, you got me. How are you, brother? Oh, brother, you got me. Okay, yeah, man, I'm slow, but I'm sure. <laughs> and 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 I'm depressed. I'm terrified. I'm scared. Now, well, now wait I'm a minute. I'm apprehensive. Now wait a minute, brother X. Now, you call it from Chicago. Now, why are you depressed, scared, and apprehensive? You've been telling us <laughs> that, 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 you know, what's going on. What, what's, what's your fear about? Well, as I get, as this extermination get close, uh, you know, I'm starting <laughs> to feel the pressure. You know, I've been predicting it uh, since Marcus Garvey told me since the 1920s. And now I see it coming down the pipe and it's getting very close. So I'm kind of getting a little on here, Jim, seeing my grandchildren. I can't save them and seeing other black people, especially a lot of black people called talking about voting in a white supremacy country. That's kind of funny. Hey, man, where Brother Red? You done left the country? No, he's still here. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's still here. Don't worry. You'll be able to jump on him next week when he's on. Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, Brother, uh, we, got, we got the castle law. We got the stand your ground law, concealed carry law, open carry law, a weapon, availability of assault weapons, open carry assault weapons, gay law, marijuana law. We got all these things come down the pipe, and then we get Donna Hitler dumped as president. What does that mean? 
-hmm. It means that all this stuff is controlled. Now, black people, listen to me very carefully. Our time is quickly running out. This extermination can start any time. Donna, Hitler, Mussolini, Trump, Dump was put in by the white power structure, just like Hitler was. Hitler didn't just jump into power. There's a pecking order of power in every country. Let me say that again. There's a pecking order of power in every country unless you overthrow that government. Then you become the power broker. That hasn't been done here. It wasn't done in Germany. The power structure in Germany allowed Hitler to go forward because they were supporting what he was doing. The power structure that runs this empire and runs the world, they have allowed Donna Hitler, Mussolini, Dump to go forward. They are the ones behind him. They are the, are the, they are the puppeteer. He's the puppet. Now, what is it do that power structure want? They can't want money. They print money. They control the world. So what is it they want? I said they want us to be exterminated. They are creating an atmosphere in this country for us to be exterminated. This ain't because I said it. Look and see what's happening. A lot of these images of blacks being shot down on camera, many of our people think they don't want the image shown. They do want the image shown. Why do they want that image shown? They have to show the world that we are not worthy of life, that black people deserve to be exterminated, that they are no good. Get rid of them. How do they do that? they got to show the world those images. This is why we are seeing black boys being shot down. Now, it's going to get worse. Now, I give praise to the Caucasians in the streets demonstrating against Don McKillop. They know more about white supremacy and fascism and Nazism than many of our people. They know what's coming down the pipe. But they don't want to be here in that crap. They want to keep going to the basketball game seeing LeBron. They don't want their country tore up, black people running for their life, water turned off, lights. They don't want that. That's why they're in the streets. But look at them white people in the streets. Where's the black leadership supposed to be up there in Washington? Uh, 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 councilman, mayor, where they at? You don't hear them saying nothing about this white supremacy and this Nazism. Young white people in the streets saying it. They go to church with these Nazis. They live with them. Well, well, they know what they're doing. Give them a yes, chance. Sir. Give them a chance, brother. X. They might they might start speaking out. You you gotta who, give them, you gotta give them a chance. Wait a minute. Who might start speaking out? Your black elected officials that you're talking about. Now, man, now you gotta lay off that Jim Bean, brother. <laughs> don't drink that stuff. Don't drink that stuff when you come to work, man. <laughs> okay, <laughs> brother. Yeah, brother. Oh boy, that was a good one, man. Listen, you ought to be a comedian, man. Listen, brother. Thank you for your call, man. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Let me close with this Go real ahead. quick, brother. Go ahead. Listen, people. Listen, whether I get out of here or not is not the point. Here's the thing. It is going to go down unless the white power structure who set it up decides to stop it. 
if they don't decide to stop it, it's going down. Now, the next best thing that you can do or me, try to save your life, some loved one life. I cannot tell you where to go. The only place I've been is Vietnam. But I'll tell you what Willie said many years ago down on the plantation. Willie was packing his pillowcase in one of them slave shacks one night. The other slaves were looking at him. They looking at each other. One of them said, Willie, where you going, Willie? Willie looked at him and said, Isaac don't know. But wherever Isaac go, it got to be better than him. Mm. That's where we at. Thank you for your call, brother. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Richard, hey, I'll tell you. He, he got it. He's something else. Hey, Richard, listen. Um, you know, we was talking earlier about the economy, and I, I made reference to this when I spoke with uh, George Frazier when he was on the program last week. And I want to share this again with some of the listening audience that didn't hear it because we can see that our mindset has to change across the board. Let me read this again so it kind of sink in. And this mentions NBA players, but you can put it on. You can put that label on any of these sports figures, entertainers, any of them. It says the average NBA, this according to a published report, the average NBA player spends $42,500 per month or $510,000 over the course of a year. And 11% of that money is dropped on clothing and shoes. The biggest overall category for spending is uh, clothing and shoes. I'm sorry. Uh, Other entities, Whole Foods, Neiman Marcus, Louis Vuitton, Apple, Mercedes are among the top retailers in terms of player spending. But some more middle-of-the-road stores like Target and Walmart get a huge share of money also so we see people with disposable incomes and huge disposable incomes you spending 42,000 a month on frivolous stuff clothes and shoes but the thing is you're spending it all with other people listen here if you're going to have that type of income where you're going to just throw it up in the air or throw it away why don't you spend money with your own people hmm you're spending money with Neiman Marcus, Louis Vuitton, Apple. Come on here. What is the matter with some of our people that do have this money? And what's stopping them from getting together, other players, and forming a company, a shoe manufacturer, buying the equipment, and employing people? That's going. Our people are buying these shoes. They're buying these sneakers. Recycle the money. Put these factories and all in your own neighborhoods. Look at the city of Cleveland with the, the, the depressed. Sure, certain areas that are being gentrified where white folks want to move into, but you got certain of those areas in the community is depressed. Certain of those areas of Pittsburgh and other areas, black areas where steel and all used to be manufactured. Up in Detroit where cars used to be manufactured, all that stuff went uh, out of the country. Put those things in those areas where it can employ black people. And then, in turn, they'll recycle the money because they'll buy the products coming out of those places. Don't just throw all this money away and give it to white folks. Neiman Marcus, 
uh, uh, Louis Vuitton. Are you kidding? I mean, that's, I, I, that's, that's how they re, that's how they re, that's how they get their money back. <laughs> uh, I remember Alton saying, uh, and Amos saying, that money is on loan, you know, and that's uh, and that. But look, when they get them, don't they get them young? Yes. Don't they help? They get to shake their mind. I mean, even from high school, don't they pluck them out? I mean, here and and I, I use this framework, you know. Elliot, all the time, you know, you'll hear me over and over again, that that young person is our natural resource, gold ain't, land ain't, but what do we do to protect them, seeing that that's our wealth, to be able to say, um, look, we see you got talent, we see you, we see you, what you can do, this is what you, as you move through this, this is what you need to do, it's, it's, isn't it our responsibility to inform and educate them and, and give them some direction, not the, the even though they may have aspirations for the NBA or the NFL, you know, that we say, well, when you get there and you get able to do that, this is what you need to do. And the question comes, I mean, are we positioned to do that? Or are we letting them just be, even from almost junior high school, being free agents? We we just it's almost like the slave factor. I mean, slave breeding factor. We just breeding them so somebody else can be able to pluck it and leave the rest of it behind. I I, I don't know how that sounds, but that's the way it, it comes to me because we need to be the cocoon to protect that wealth and to direct that disposable income or that potential, but. You know, uh, are we doing? And we need not to be fighting with each other to do that. Oh, let them be children. Oh, let them do. You know, let them do that. Let them go over there. Oh, it don't matter what they do. I mean, this is what we say. Yes. Well, you know, the struggle continues. You know, we got work to do, and and we see a lot of people doing it. And that's the thing. Right. You know, if if you're conscious. You see a lot of work going on. Um, we just, you know, people that just just sitting, gotta, they got to become active, become a part of things. Richard, stay with me after the break. I want to mention something to you that uh, that uh, Ramona Africa mentioned to me and Reg at uh, when we did a live broadcast about three weeks ago. I want to share her comments and get your perspective on it. We're going to take a brief break, and when we come right back, we'll go to the phones. Uh, give us a call. We're in open form, 215-253-7263. That's 215-253-7263. Time for awakening. We'll be right back.
are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. All Insurance Incorporated, an African-American owned and operated insurance agency and business for over 20 years. Located at 231 Southeastern Road in Glenside, PA, with other offices in Germantown and West Philadelphia. Call now for commercial insurance quotes, homeowners insurance quotes, automobile insurance quotes, notary and tax services. Representing over 15 major A-rated insurance companies. Offering a discount on all notary services when you call in for a free quote. Call this number, 21 21- 215-885-2444. That number is 215-885-2444. 215-885-2444. All Insurance Incorporated. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Dooley Brothers, specializing in shingle, rubber roofs, gutters, downspouts, and vinyl sidings. Call for your free estimate today, 215-224-3882. That's 215-224-3882. Dooley Brothers Roofing, the roofing experts you can trust. That number again, 215-224-3882. 215-224-3882. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. What if we didn't let mainstream media pretend hundreds of black leaders don't exist as their way to prevent us from realizing our collective struggle and our strength? Picture it. If we really knew what would real black unity look like, visualize it. What if the black world could put aside our differences and come together to not just talk, but to truly create solutions? Converge on Newark, New Jersey for the historic State of the Black World Conference, the interorganizational black unity event of the century. Join us November 16th through 20th, 2016. Five full days of strategic and tactical collaboration sessions to take back control of our communities and resources worldwide. Don't just wait for someone else to solve our problems. Become a part of the solution. The State of the Black World Convention, November 16th through 20th, 2016, Newark, New Jersey. Register today at www.letsbuyblack365.com slash event slash SOBWC. This is Professor Griff from Public Enemy. People keep saying black people need to do this and black people need to do that. Well, frankly speaking, I think it's a whole lot of talk, a whole lot of philosophy, and a whole lot of head nodding. But where is the action? I'm suggesting everyone that's within the sound of my voice, we need to get on board with this national black economic empowerment movement. Let's buy black. 365.com. That's Let's Buy Black, 365.com. This is Professor Griffin, Public Enemy, and I'm out. Peace. Welcome back to Time for an Awakening. And uh, got a few minutes left in the program. Uh, you can still slip in and give us a call, 215-253-7263. That's 215-253-7263. Richard, um, yes. I mentioned that uh, about three weeks ago uh, when we did the live broadcast here in Philadelphia, um, Pam and Ramona Africa in separate, in separate occasions sat down with us for a live interview and conversation. And Ramona said something to me and Rich that uh, 
<laughs> that I had to really think about when she said that our people are afraid of a revolution. Mm. Now, that forced me to go home and look up the meaning because revolution is not all of getting a weapon and, 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 uh, right. and fight physically fighting. Let me read uh, the Oxford and Webster definition of revolution. The Oxford rev- uh, definition says a dramatic or wide-reaching change in conditions, attitudes, or operations. The Webster meaning of revolution is a sudden, extreme, or complete change in the way people live, work, etc. Now, based on what she said, that our people are afraid of revolution, and looking at the meaning of what revolution is, I would have to agree with her. Because we have the wherewithal to to completely change the way we live as a people, the way we work, and etc. Uh, one meaning says a wide-reaching change in conditions, attitudes, and operations. We can change all that very easily. All we have to do is start changing the way we operate with one another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and and, 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 and and that'll completely change the attitudes and everything. Let me grab a call in the last few minutes. Just stay mm-hmm. with us. 215 Area Code, what's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, Brother Ellen. How you doing, good brother? How are you, sir? Oh, uh, you know, I'm just surviving, man. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm, de- I'm depressed right now, man. We got, we got Brother Trump in office now. Will you say, it's a, de- will you it's say a Brother Trump? Thought. Will you say Brother Trump? Yeah, Brother Trump. Don't pay me no money. I'm just being facetious, man. But no, see, Ellie, you know, it's, it's funny because I was talking to the to, to our Islamic brothers on terrestrial radio earlier today on the Black Terrestrial Radio, and I told them, and they agreed with me and stuff. You, you notice when that devil won the other night, Brother Ellie and, and, and Reggie and, and Ralph and all the listening audience of Time for an Awakening, if you notice, Trump was shocked. He, you know, he was like kind of low-key because I, I don't think he even expected to win. I mean, I think for him, Brother Ellie, and correct me if I'm right, if you think I'm wrong, I think for that devil this was a game. So when he realized he won, he was like kind of like in kind of a little shock. So he was like, you notice he was, his demeanor was so low-key, like, damn. I think he was saying to himself, I can't believe these whiteys voted for me. They more racist than I am. I know I'm a bigot. They they actually took me serious and voted for me. You know what I mean? So so he was so he was kind of like in, in like near shock and stuff that he actually won this thing. And see the thing is, brother Elliot, is that this see oh, see cause Trump he got so many bigots around him like 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 brother uh, Jay had called in earlier and Jay hit the nail on the head and see this is why people are start better better start panting to these devils these devils are making it clear what they're about white supremacy white domination the first devil he appointed to be his uh, chief of staff his previous from the RNC head of the RNC, then the second devil will be his chief strategist, Steve Bannon, this from Breitbart. This guy, and even, even the white folks on the, on, the, on the media, even on the conservative media, they admitted that he has white supremacist ties. This guy's a known white supremacist. He's going to be Trump's uh, 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 chief strategist. And then, of course, you, as you well know, he was endorsed by the Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan, the Ku Klux Klan website. 
did the other week, I think a week or so before the election, they officially endorsed Donald Trump for president. This stuff is no accident, man. They know who this devil is, and, and he know who they are. They're his kindred spirits. See, we can sit here, shuck around and jive and play these stuff. These, these white folks are serious, brother, and, they, and, 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 and we ain't in their plans. The only plans they got for us is death and destruction. And like you correctly told Brother Jay earlier, or, 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 I think you already was talking to the sister, the young sister that was on, you told him, they got plans for our children, but the plans they got for our children is mass incarceration. You know what I mean? Modern-day slavery. And, and, that, and that's why, I, and like Brother Jay said, out this black caucus is a disgrace, man. They sit up there, Brother Elliot, and they know these people, them devils up in Washington, D.C. I don't mean our people. They say, right up there, don't do a damn thing. And the only sister that fought hard for us at that time was Cynthia McKinney and, to a certain degree, Maxine Waters and, 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 and the sometime, and she's a sometime, the sister Barbara Lee. But like I say, they, they, they don't fight for our people like they should. They, they sit up and go along to get along because like you told Brother Jay, Alec, they could be obstructed. Them niggas had any backbone because you can be damn sure if Seth McKinney was still in office, she would be an obstructionist. She, she, she'll, she'll try to block everything them devils try to pass. Because like you said, when Obama took office, first thing them devils said, we ain't helping them do nothing. We're going to be the party of no. Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, cracker from, from Kentucky, I'm going I'm to do all I can to ensure he's a one-term president. Well, well, wait Joe a minute, Wilson. Joe. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because what stops these black elected officials from saying the same thing? They're exactly. What stops them from getting up? Listen, he'll be doing his State of the Union address. Uh, I, well, I don't know whether it's four months after you take office, whenever it is. When he does his first State of the Union, What's to stop something, some of them from jumping up saying, hey, you're a liar, like That's they right. said with uh, Obama when he was in? They Joe jumped Wilson up and called him a liar. They didn't feel no – I don't even think the guy was put out. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. He, 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 nobody put him out the halls of, of, of Congress and stuff, man. That devil, that devil said they six. Joe Wilson from Congress, from South Carolina, Republican, said they straight up your life into the whole world and stuff, man. Nobody put that devil out of Congress. Like you said, I want to see one of them Negroes in, in the black caucus stand up when he make his first and call him a liar. You know, I wouldn't hold my breath because they're so cowardly and stuff, man. Damn, you got a better chance of niggas fighting each other than stand up against that devil. I mean, everything they, they, they do, what, what, what Trump going to do? The best he can do is put, have him put out, but I would embarrass him in front of the whole world. i say, you're a liar. That's what I would say. You know, do, do, do to that devil what, 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 what them devils did to Obama. You know? If, if, I, if I may, uh, I had, I had right, to interject though with um, Brother Joe, but we have sure. to be careful. Because um, one thing, that, and we take the history, the lesson of the Panthers using the mechanism of the television. Because what, what Trump did master, you can't take it away from him. He was able to master the television to attract, like, he, like, like a showman, attract mm-hmm. all these different segments to be able to give him the ability to win. And, and our resistance in television. That's why I agree with our planning and our um, strategizing and our organizing doesn't have to be done in the public sphere because for a lot of people, that's just entertainment. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's entertainment. And the question is, do we want to make our struggle for liberation one watch as just an, an interpret just as a means of form of entertainment? compared to making a means and form of true self-sovereignty. And that's why, um, Elliot, I, I agree with the brother you had on one time, the way who, um, it was in that, uh, Ezra? Yeah, Ezra, Alaron. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole question of sovereign mentality, because that's what it's about. 
for us now. Right, can, we, Richard, can we govern you right, ourselves? You right, you right, but I didn't know you was on because I just tuned because I had made it, went to the store. I didn't know you was on. But yeah, how you doing, Brother Richard? Yeah, you make you make a good point, Brother Richard. I, 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 I can see that too. You're right. You know, we have to be careful how we go about this thing because we don't want to, you know, put our stuff out there like it's uh, like you said, it's like a, a reality show, show thing. Because our situation is anything but 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 calm. And this is serious. Our light, our very existence, and our well-being is on the line because these people got an agenda, and the agenda is not nothing good for us. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see you see the people that Trump got surrounding him. When you go beyond his, the people he just appointed, the people that possible cabinet choices of his, the, the devil from uh, from New York, Rudy Giuliani, nothing but a Nazi. If there was a Nazi, that's one of them. Then, of course, fat boy from Jersey, Chris Christie, uh, Jeff Sessions, the redneck senator from Alabama. I mean, he's saw some dangerous characters. These people have no love for black people. They don't even try to hide it. They got no love for our people. So, so you're right. New, we got, new we got Gendridge. To, New Gendridge, don't forget that devil. Thanks, brother. I almost forgot him. <laughs> I mean, these are some dangerous characters, man. These people ain't no joke, man. And and, and that little handkerchief head Negro, he running around with his foot head up top behind Ben Carson. They don't care nothing about that nigga. They'll, they'll use that nigga like he like he an old used wash rag. And 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 it just goes to show you what a, what a, what a, what a, a poise these for man Ben Carson is. Here's a Negro that during the primaries, and even some of the white media was critical of Trump. He he tried to imply during the primary that Ben Carson was a pedophile. And what do this Negro do? He come up and endorse the man for president. I mean, what, what a spineless, weak Negro he is, man. <laughs> I can go to show you, boy, you're talking about no, no, no respect for yourself. If you would have told me 20-something years ago when he, when he separated them Siamese twins and, and I had brought his book, The uh, Gifted Hands, because like I said, I was proud of the brother. I didn't know nothing about him other than the fact that he was a great medical doctor. He came out of the hood in Detroit. So like a lot of black men, I was proud of the brother. I ain't gonna lie. But at that time, I didn't know what his political views were. I didn't know he was that damn stupid, you know. That's a, you know, that's the sad part when you when you see these people, you don't know what their political views say till they open their mouth, you know. But it's just he's just a sad he's just a poor excuse for a man, I tell you that, for a black man especially, you know. But uh, yeah, we 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 got our work to do, like you say, brother Richard and, and, and Elliot and stuff. We got our work to do, man. This is serious. We got we got we we would know what this is, if ever time for one million black you know, contribute voters and contributors and stuff that really step up to the plate of like minds is us now because this this thing is serious now. These white folks have declared war on our people and stuff. They showed you through the and not only through the, through the vote for Trump, but like and I close with this, brother Elliot and brother Richard, the actions that they have did since the election. Like I said, you had three beautiful Muslim sisters attacked by these devils, these Trump supporters. One sister had a hijab torn off, got busted in the head with a pipe, got, got, got one, one sister had a purse snatched. I mean, and then, of course, here in Philadelphia, the devil on civilians got caught spray-painting uh, swastika and, 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 a, and a Trump thing on, on, on a building or something in South Philadelphia. And, of course, of course, with the white kids, you know, chatting and talking to the, little, the young black child and when the school's saying, kill the nigger, kill the nigger. And then, of course, the other white kids at the other school, you know, build a wall, build a wall. So, I mean, we see clearly these devils emboldened. That's the key. They're emboldened by Trump's victory. And they, 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 they can just come after black people without any kind of, you know, uh, recourse or whatever. So we, got, so we got to stand up and say, look, we ain't, you know, we ain't looking for no violence, but we're going to do what we have to do to protect our people 
come hell or high water. And we're going to also, beyond that, we're going to do what we can to build a future for ourselves and our people, our children, especially because the children are the future. So damn with Donald Trump. We're going to do what we have to do in the midst of this hell hole that's called North America, you know. Well, we can't. Yeah. We, we got to learn from history. We can't let history keep repeating itself because True. you mentioned about all these things, Joe. But if you remember during the tail end of uh, the Clinton administration, when all those black churches got burned down south, they never who was ever brought the justice behind that? They never found anybody in reference to all those churches that got burned. True. So, you know, we, we it don't matter who's in office here in this country. We okay. we got to do what we have to do. We have our work cut out for us. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it, the thing that used to, that I would scratch my head in reference to, I hear people all the time in my place of business coming in when they would play these commercials, when that fool Trump would be making all types of statements. Mm-hmm. They say, uh, "Oh man, he he can't be president. He's not presidential enough. Like it's some type of uh, <laughs> uh, you know high office that these listen here." Don't you realize the people that's been president in this country? If you ask some of the white folks, some of the greatest presidents this country ever had, as soon as they start rattling off names, they wasn't nothing but slaveholders, pedophiles, rapists. rapists. I mean, what the hell? Act like these people were some type of paragons of virtue. In fact, to be honest... This guy makes some of them other guys look like choir boys. You know, Ellis, sad, Ellis, sad, sad what you say is sad, but it's true. It's, it's sad and tragic what you're saying. You, what your statement got validity to it. Compared to some of the other ones, Trump looked like a choir boy to them. He looked like Thomas, the rapist, Jefferson, George Washington, the rapist, all the rest of them bums and stuff. I mean, you're right. It's next to them. Trump do look like a Boy Scout in a lot of ways. You're right. Listen, I, when, I agree with let, that. Let me digress a little bit. When uh, John Quincy had, I think he was the third, fourth president or whatever right. of this That's country, correct. he represented, if you remember, when when the, the uh, Revolutionary War started, the first man that was killed was Crispus Attucks. Mm-hmm. But he represented the British soldiers that shot him. Ain't that some stuff? And he called Crispus Attucks a thug, even then. A thug. <laughs> he said oh, he was brother. a rabble rouser we- and a thug. When are we going to learn? So I guess Chris Rogers, he didn't get the, the, the term, the, the, the term, thank you for your service. I guess that didn't no. apply to him. Huh? No. no. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, we just don't get it, man. We, we don't get it till we get it. I tell you, I mean, I mean, I mean and I close with this. Now, look how many black soldiers over the years and here in America came back that, that, that fought for this uh, thing that they call a country and came, and only came back here to lose his life at the hands of a white cop. Like I said, I, the, my last comment I listened to, somebody could get on was Mr. Kenneth Chamberlain, a decorated you know, World War II Marine who lost his hand, who lost his life at the hands of a white cowardly cop up there in upstate New York a few years ago. He was a man for the dedicated United States Marine, won all kinds of what medals and stuff, and the man had dementia, whatever, like that, mental issues, whatever. And what did this cracker do? He go in and take the, the, the man's like, man, 80-something, 88-year-old black man, he take, he's supposed to need to gun the man down. And so, I, so I guess Mr. Chamley didn't get thanks for his service. <laughs> you know? But anyway, brother, thanks Thank for the for time, call, my brother. Man. Peace. Peace, good brother. Richard, we we coming yes. down to the tail end. We went a little overtime. I, I don't mind doing that sometime when we in open forum because I'd like to hear from some of the callers. But uh, Richard, before we I let you go, what do you think about the comments that uh, Ramona made to myself and brother Reg? I, I I agree wholeheartedly, and and you know hopefully I can fit it into 
um, you know, again, the, the framework, you know, that par- the par- new paradigm that you mention all the time, because it, it's it's that group of uh, American Africans that are afraid of this change. Because the ones who are not, using that symbolic reference of Matt Turner, using that, you know, of all those who who created these um, moments where they said, forget you, and that's either with segregation or not, you see that the state comes or the government comes after them. It's not about being afraid of change. We, we are maintaining our historical continuity. But those others, they, you know, they can't, they, they, you know, like it's, which is understandable. You know, for them, they're walking blind. So they're always tapping, not knowing where their step is. And they're afraid to, 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 to step out of bounds because um, they may fall, not knowing that they won't, you know. So um, putting revolution, you know, the whole notion of revolution in that context, yes, I, I, I agree with them wholeheartedly. And it's, and it's a question of giving up those values, you know, really going back to the original values, but giving up those white values, giving up those white beliefs that, as we say, some people say, the white man's ice is colder. That's what that's what they're afraid of, the change. Wow, that's what I see. Richard, man, I want to thank you for being with us, man, and I'll talk hey. to you soon. Hey, yes, sir, and I appreciate it every time you let me just stay on. <laughs> thank you. Talk to you, man. <laughs> Peace. We'll be right back to close out the program. tuned in to the black talk radio network for podcasts and live program scheduling visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com all insurance incorporated an african-american owned and operated insurance agency and business for over 20 years located at 231 southeastern road in glenside pa with other offices in germantown and west philadelphia call now for commercial insurance quotes homeowners insurance quotes automobile insurance quotes notary and tax services representing over 15 major a-rated insurance companies offering a discount on all notary services when you call in for a free quote call this number two one That number is 215-885-2444. 215-885-2444. All Insurance Incorporated.
before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Dooley Brothers, specializing in shingle, rubber roofs, gutters, downspouts, and vinyl sidings. Call for your free estimate today, 215-224-3882. That's 215-224-3882. Dooley Brothers Roofing, the roofing experts you can trust. That number again, 215-224-3882. 215-224-3882. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. What if we didn't let mainstream media pretend hundreds of black leaders don't exist as their way to prevent us from realizing our collective struggle and our strength? Picture it. If we really knew what would real black unity look like, visualize it. What if the black world could put aside our differences and come together to not just talk, but to truly create solutions? Converge on Newark, New Jersey for the historic State of the Black World Conference, the interorganizational black unity event of the century. Join us. November 16th through 20th, 2016. Five full days of strategic and tactical collaboration sessions to take back control of our communities and resources worldwide. Don't just wait for someone else to solve our problems. Become a part of the solution. The State of the Black World Convention, November 16th through 20th, 2016, Newark, New Jersey. Register today at www.letsbuyblack365.com slash event slash SOBWC. This is Professor Griff from Public Enemy. People keep saying black people need to do this and black people need to do that. Well, frankly speaking, I think it's a whole lot of talk, a whole lot of philosophy, and a whole lot of head nodding. But where is the action? I'm suggesting everyone that's within the sound of my voice, we need to get on board with this national black economic empowerment movement. Let's buy black. 365.com. That's Let's Buy Black, 365.com. This is Professor Griffin, Public Enemy, and I'm out. Peace. Antiquity to the present. Our people need to develop a new paradigm. It's time for an awakening. Sundays, 7 p.m., with your hosts, Elliot and Reggie. Thank all the listeners for calling in in this open forum this evening. State of the Black World Conference, November 16th to the 20th, Newark, New Jersey. 
you heard the advertisements, uh, go to www.letsbuyblack365.com to register for the conference. That's www.letsbuyblack365.com to register for the conference. Nine agenda topics, three town hall meetings in the five days, eight strategic uh, strategic and tactical work sessions where, where real results will come out and real marching orders will be given to the people to participate in, again, the State of the Black World Conference, November 16th to the 20th, Newark, New Jersey. Again, go to www.letsbuyblack365.com to register. That's www.letsbuyblack365.com to register. Um, and also, you uh, keep a check on uh, our website. That's uh, timeforawakening.com. That should be in your address bar. Or go to the Facebook page. Uh, in the Facebook search engine, just type in Time for Awakening Radio Program for the announcement to what days will be there uh, to broadcast. i got to touch base with the uh, co-host and colleague, Brother Reg. Uh, I think that we're going to be there near the end of the week uh, to broadcast live. We'll give out the times and all uh, because I don't know that as of yet. But we'll have it posted so our listeners can catch us at the State of the Black World Conference. Uh, catch some of the interviews of people that's going to be there. It's a litany of conscious uh, black activists from all across the country throughout black media, conscious black hip-hop artists, uh, business, uh, conscious black business uh, leaders. All throughout, uh, Minister Farrakhan will be speaking on Sunday. I don't know whether we'll be there that Sunday to stream it live but we'll be able to hopefully we'll be able to stream some of the speeches live and also get interviews that you'll hear on Time for Awakening on the Black Talk Radio Network also we'll be changing the phone system soon Uh, we had uh, some issues with the phones last week we uh, had to uh, change the day that we broadcast uh, George Frazier you can still go to timeforawakening.com and hear the podcast because we had issues with the phone systems uh is there's a new system that we have now it's not in place we're still using the old system but within the next couple of weeks we'll probably be changing our phone systems and you'll hear uh more about that you'll be able to get the new numbers to reach out to us uh on time for an awakening again i want to thank everybody for listening to the program this evening lively discussion as always and we'll be back next week lord willing to continue on this path towards an awakening Make sure you keep your eyes and ears tuned towards timeforawakening.com or the Time for Awakening Facebook page. We'll send out some tweets also in reference to the times that we'll be broadcasting at the State of the Black World Conference. Peace. Are you watching your children playing after school? They seem to be so unaware of, I know, I know, 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.